and welcome. We're uh, heading away for the Get More Speakers Success Blab for the delightful month of May. Here in, well, I'm here in downtown Melbourne, not sure where you are. So I've got a couple of open seats there, and I know I've got a couple of people on the line already, so feel free to jump on. Ha! Ah. That's going to work a whole lot better. <laughs> it's been a while since I've run one of these, so uh, this is going to be a whole lot better. So welcome back to the month of May's Get More Speak and Success Blab. And uh, we've got a couple of people on the line, so feel free to jump on in to an empty seat. This month, we're going to be talking about travel. What are some of the travel tips? I've just come back from a month in America, and uh, there's a few issues that happened, uh, some that could be avoided, some that couldn't. Uh, so, But I think we've got most of that sort of under control. So if you, uh, so t what I thought was that we could share some of those tips. So if you would like to uh, be part of it, jump into a seat and we can have a bit of a conversation as to what's going on. All right. So we've got the lovely Sally coming online. Hello, Sally. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Hello again. Excellent. Lovely to have you here. Lovely to be here. Indeed. Hey, can hey, you hear you me all right now, now that I'm actually using the microphone? Sorry? Can you hear Yeah. Can you hear me okay now that I'm using the microphone? Yes, I didn't hear any prior, so I wasn't on prior. Excellent. Um, but be awesome. sure to kick me off this time because I think I hogged the last blab. Hey, a bit of hogging is good for the spirit, you know. So, hey, we've got a couple of other people out there. We'd love for you to, to come on the line as you're getting ready to come on the line, Sally. What is your number one travel tip? I think it's around self-care because no matter where you go, it's about building in that time or at least building in whatever mechanisms you've got to build in so that you turn up in the best frame of mind possible physically. But also when you get home again, um, you know, what have you scheduled in those first days back? And when I mean scheduled, I don't just mean, you know, work. It's also family and and assimilating back to home again. And if we travel for long periods of time, we've not just got to get back onto a time zone, we've also got to get back into family and home zone. Um, yeah. And I think that's a big thing. Um, you know, it's you know, yes, there's, there's an external view about how glamorous travelling is, uh -huh. but we've got people at home that can get a little jealous because you get to fly off here and fly off there because it sounds good. But how you have those conversations when you come home, it's also how you set yourself up to turn up as yep. well, I think, is um, particularly over the last two years how I've really been honing in on where am I, how am I got, how do I make sure my energy is up for yep. when I land and then how do I not go, oh, that was exciting, you missed out when I get home. <laughs> so what... Um what are some of the things that you do for this extreme self-care you talk about? Well, it's about sleep, number one, and forcing myself into the time zone as quickly as possible. Um, I, I know there's a lot of airlines that are trying to bring on Wi-Fi, particularly for international flights, and I'm almost dead set against it because I'll be being pulled into working on an international flight when I actually should be resting. Yeah. And and getting myself and my brain all switched into whatever I'm about to deliver. Right. And so getting that rest and, and, you know, the water, good food, um, you know, don't drink, you know. Don't 
There's, there's particularly international and some domestics here in Australia, uh, which the people in the States who might be listening will be deadly jealous, is that there's free alcohol. Like, you know, well, it's not free, you've paid for it, but, you know, the alcohol comes out. And while everyone's going, don't drink, um, they're like, yeah, but it's free and I'm going to be here for 15 hours, so why not get into it? Yeah. Oh, well, you know yourself, I'm not your mother, but it's a case of... Um, be smart about it, you know. Yes, you paid for all these movies and this flight and the food and the booze and whatever else that comes with it. Yeah. But you're actually, did you pay for it, number one, or is that something the client's paid for? <laughs> and how do you turn up to that client, you know? Um, yeah. You're and an adult. You can work it out. With, with my mother's eyebrow. <laughs> You're an adult now. You can. Oh, I have to be responsible. No. Um, so I'm interested. We've got a few other people who are on the line, so feel free to jump on and join the conversation if you're available. Um, but uh, yeah, so just it is sometimes just the simple stuff that makes a big difference. What about packing? Do you have any special tips for packing? I have got it down to a bit of an art where um, I've gotten over. And it, this, this may be a, a more feminine than masculine, and I'd like your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. I've gotten over myself about I cannot be seen in the same outfit two days in a row. You know, <laughs> there's some little gene that go that I was born with that said I had to take everything, and I'm so over that now. Yeah. And it's about getting smart. And I would highly recommend, and this is for men and women, I would highly recommend getting your style and colours done because, number one, it will make you look awesome on stage but number two people who are trained in that are able to help you pack a suitcase really effectively so that you've got what they call these capsule outfits I think it's called but you have it like if you have a suit then you know how do you mix and match bits and pieces where where it's tie shirt bow tie whatever or for women it's tops blouses skirts whatever but it, it really does make sense. It's a huge, huge payoff in the investment for doing it. Six pieces of clothing and having 30 outfits because of it. it. Okay, yeah, pretty much. And don't underestimate the value. I mean, for women, don't underestimate the value of scarves on really neutral colours. And a yeah. scarf folds up into nothing. Yeah. Um, a little bit of a, a thing that I saw about a year ago now was um, a hairdryer that is a travel hairdryer. It's a professional hairdryer. Now, I know this is, um, sorry, Warwick, not something you need. But, um, what? <laughs> but this thing, oh, okay, fair enough. Especially when you want to put the straightener through it, I get that. Um, this is a professional hairdryer. So it is full, full capacity as in power, but it's tiny. It has a proper nozzle that goes with it. And the score, and I paid a few dollars for it, but the score with this was that it's got a little doodad that you swap from Australian voltage to US voltage. Yep. So all I need is the plug, the you know, the different prongs, but that was the best investment because I can't tell you how many times you go to a hotel and it's a rubbish hairdryer it's a good hairdryer but doesn't have the doodads on it. My lovely wife has uh, quite extensive hair um, and, yeah, she would agree with you. It just, you know, it's horrible. Um, But I will say the new Dyson, I'm just putting the link there, Dyson has just come out with this new whiz-bang hairdryer, 
which apparently I haven't looked at it, but I've got a Dyson vacuum cleaner and the Dyson hair dryer stuff. It's all really, really cool. So I'm assuming that it's going to be a whiz bang one and it's quite compact. All right. Um, I'll just open the, I've just opened another tab for that. So I'll check it out later. <laughs> so who else, who else is going to come in and join us and tell us stuff? Do you I don't know. Up? We're here. That's okay. important. Um, the lovely Joe says that um, having some kind of uniform, um, like I know it's uh, so a Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, uh, some of the other people, they'll have that this is my speaking outfit that they wear. Yeah. Um, so having that, and Joe says she's got about five different outfits. A man who's got many outfits, the lovely Russell Pearson. How are you today? Hello. Hello. How are you both? Uh, very well indeed. Thanks for joining us. What's your number one travel tip? Um, I think it is actually around the clothing piece. Um, make sure you're aware of where you're going because uh, whether it's going to be hot, whether it's going to be cold, uh, I think having, uh, like Joe was saying in the in the chat, um, having a different outfit depending on the weather uh, yeah. is a big one because um, I, I I get warm. I, uh, I'm one of those people who sweats under the lights of a stage and um, what I've gone and done is actually had some of these shirts made up in a certain type of fabric that it actually catches all that, doesn't show it, which is fantastic. Uh, and so if I'm going to somewhere tropical, that's uh, one of the number one things that I pack. So. Out comes the black shirt for the tropics. Yeah, well, I've, got, but I've got a white one as well that actually does exactly the same thing. So I've got multiple colours, obviously, depending on the different uniform I'm going to wear. So, so here's an interesting thing uh, for both of you. Are you rollers or folders? When it comes to putting your clothes into your suitcase, do you roll them or do you fold them? I have tried different things. I even tried that one where you sort of pack it all inside itself and inside itself. That was yeah. going around. And, um, you know, some pieces fared better than others. Yeah. So, you know. What about you, Russ? Do you roll or fold? Well, the, again, trying to get stuff that doesn't need ironing, which is awesome. Um, but I do try and do a, a fold, single fold to keep some of the crease. And then I use the hanger, if possible, to actually prevent any damage to a whole bunch of stuff inside the suitcase. So um, I'm sure there's uh, better techniques than that, but that seems to work for me now. I'm a roller. And the reason I do it is I get more stuff in the suitcase. Um, I very <laughs> roll, baby. I'm a, I very proudly went to the States for a week and a half and all I had was my carry-on bag um, because I was able to roll everything up. And I, you know, I stuff socks and jocks inside my shoes, then put in a shoe bag to, you know, protect what they're going to touch, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just the kind of thing that I can do to... Um, uh, Less is more. I'm a big believer in less is more. The other thing I do is yeah. I will um, – hey, Joe, welcome to the, to the show. Um, the other thing I do is when I'm travelling, I will take clothes that I know are going to have a one-way trip, and that is you might have shirts or – like mm -hmm. when I was recently in the States, I had a jacket that had just a tiny little cut just there that you couldn't really see, but I knew that it was at its end of its life, and I thought, well, the business meetings I had weren't really that formal. So I took that jacket knowing that it wasn't coming back. And so what that meant was more room for purchases from the outlet mall. But, uh, <laughs> but it's like, and I've done that with shoes that are being towards the end of their life, you know, delicates that are towards the end of their life because they're on a one-way trip and saves washing and I can, and can get back. So right. the other – Sally? I just want to add to that also is that if you're going on a trip, then don't be afraid to pack less but use the laundry services. You know, it's all part of the expense. It's all part of the process. Um, 
And there's nothing worse than looking at your wardrobe and if, while you've got a limited wardrobe and you're out of country and you're looking at it and you're going, I'm completely uninspired because I don't really want to wear that again because you know you've been in it and that's, you know, you may have perspired in it. Um, use the laundry services and make it feel fresh. You've got to feel good too. And I think that's, that's not something that's often thought of or contemplated prior to going. Yeah. Um, what, what would be your tip? Uh, you'd have to turn your volume up for us to hear you. I had mute on. Whoops. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah, I'm learning to pack light. Um, every time I pack, I'm always on the limit. Like I always upgrade my pack. My Actually, that's my tip, to upgrade. So if you're going budget airlines, um, which I like to go Tiger because I just like Tiger. I think it's actually a nice airline. I like to go against the trends. If you go with the standard, you know, I think it's 15 kilos. That's not going to work. I'm going to be over. So I think last time I, I got over, it was $100 excess on the way out. Um, so I always make sure I'm at least 20 kilos. So, And I guess Qantas, they, I think, is there, 20, is there 25 anyway or something? Something yeah, like that. Something like that. I think no, that's probably. I've got thirty to go to Singapore. I'm talking domestic, I suppose. Oh. Um, but even then, I mean, I've got. I don't pack a lot of shoes. I tend to be streamlined. But heels, some of the heels are heavy, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm learning to be a bit more streamlined. And I like your tip, Sally, about washing because I I tend to hand wash in my room, um, you know. But yeah, using a laundry service, then you don't have to stress about it. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I'm not, I don't. I don't iron everything. I I um. I make sure I like Russell. I buy things that don't need ironing. Yeah. And yeah, I, I sort of roll and fold. Depend a bit of a bit of a mixture. Cool. Russell, you want to say yeah. No. Just on the weight issue, the um um. My parents are crazy LD people, um, and so they put me onto a, a cheaper deal to good luggage, um, which is about getting this very very lightweight luggage that has the four wheels on the bottom, um, yeah. making things incredibly easy to move around and, yeah. and and it does save you a kilo or two on the on the way out so yeah. and actually, well, I, I did the same thing when i bought my luggage i actually bought the short one the um, having said that russell i'll never buy four wheels on the bottom suitcases again um <laughs> because um i've had quite a few smashed off uh and one of them was my brand new Darth Vader suitcase that they smashed the wheel off, and then when they went to fix it at the very last minute, just as I'm flying out, my suitcase back, they went, "Sorry, uh, we couldn't fix it." So here's a replacement bag, and so Darth Vader was gone after one use to Sri Lanka. I blame the high quality ones from Aldi. Um, worry, that's a suitcase. I'm a Costco kind of guy, and I just get printed out Darth Vader and slap it on. <laughs> So what about gadgets? This day and age, we can't travel without gadgets. What are some of the essential things that you take? Now, one of the things that I take is a power board, um, particularly internationally, because that way I only need one adapter and then I've got four, and I bought a power board with two USB sockets in the end of it. Um, and the recent States, that was just awesome because we could yeah. plug in all the phones and the gadgets and whatever just from the one power board. What other gadget kind of things do you guys take, or how do you keep your gadgets under control? I got a, um, I got a one of those charging blocks. You know, you charge it up, and then you can put all sorts of devices into it. Now, I thought that was going to be amazing, but now with all the opportunities when you travel to actually plug in just about anywhere, I, I barely use it at all. I, I still, I, I think the the adapter that you just talked about is a great idea, though. Yeah, um, and I'll be doing that now. <laughs> but the batteries are great for a backup, you know, so when you are somewhere, you can plug in. 
Yeah, most airplanes now will at the very least have a USB. So whenever you're flying, you can plug in. And a lot of them have PowerPoints. So you can actually plug in, even domestic. Some people go, oh, I'm not domestic. You look down, it's sort of not the seat in front of you, but the seat sort of um, that you're sitting on. There's typically a PowerPoint or a USB down there. So um, that that can be handy, particularly I like to listen to my own music. So I just plug in the USB to keep it charged and away we go. But you know, it's, uh, I'll give you a tip on that too. If you're ever in business class, plug your phone into your cord, into the USB, because on some business class seats, when the phone slips down under your seat and you can't get it back, having it attached to the cord makes it easier. Do not move your seat because you will then crush your iPhone. So you're fixing your own phone and the line's attached. Um, yeah, so keep it, you know, plugging it in to keep it charged is good, but also plug it in so you can trace it and find it because if you fall asleep with the phone near you it, and it falls down beside that chair... It's messy. And expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, the other thing that's that's pretty cool that I know some people do is if you forget to charge it, you can plug in. Most tellings have got a USB. You can plug into that um, and that'll charge your phone overnight. Uh, and there's... Nowadays, most people are going to have either the micro USB or an Apple charger. I know what we've done. And actually, we do this just going out shopping. When the phone's a bit low, just walk into a Telstra store or JB and where they've got the demo phones, just unplug one of theirs and plug it into the phone and just stand there for a while. And just to get like <laughs> 10, 15% of charge. Sometimes if you need anything low and haven't got an option, it's a cool thing to do. You don't miss a trick. Well, I've been in it with the uh, laptop, so the laptop will do the same thing. Now, a lot of laptops won't charge when they're shut, but if you open them, start the charge, then you shut it down, it'll actually work. All right. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, these tips. Hey, you can steal electricity. We need to retitle this um, blab to tight-ass tips. <laughs> but, the other thing, but the other thing also is if you are travelling and you forget your, your charger for a phone, just ask reception either at the, the club lounge or at the hotel because most people – most of them have got a drawer full of stuff they're left behind. I've seen them open it once, and there's just a ton of charges in there. Mm. And nowadays, I don't know about you, but I've got about six, seven, eight charges around the house because as I've upgraded phones, I've still got the charges that are still valid for the next one. Or it's, you know, it's the same charger but a different USB cable. So there's, there's always spare around. Can I, can I jump from there and just talk about Wi-Fi when, when you are travelling? And I think one of the biggest things that I've done just recently is signed up to all these hotel club things because even though they don't necessarily make the, the room cheaper, one of the, do, one of the things they do give you is that free Wi-Fi. And so, you know, the, the card collection now continues, um, but it means I've not had to pay those overpriced fees, especially in Australia, for Wi-Fi. You know, I found that to be really valuable. Cool. Mm. Great. I know. What about for you? What what do you? How do you handle Wi-Fi when you're out and about traveling? Uh, into like just into state, I use the phone for everything. Yeah. Um, internationally, I have to say, I, I'm maybe more in the US than anywhere else, but there's Wi-Fi everywhere. Yes. Um, <laughs> when you get out of a major area, you know, it's a whole different story, and yeah, it's good to have. Well, you can't get anywhere, anywhere anyway. If you can't get it on the phone, you can't get it on the, the thing. So, What we did with our recent trip to the States is we took a – I've got a, a spare phone, pretty basic, just a Google Chrome kind of phone, and that's the travel phone. Um, I did have one with dual SIM, which was better, but this one's only got a single SIM. So first thing we did is we spent the 50 bucks and bought a, um, a 
50 bucks got us a month of unlimited phone calls and unlimited internet in the States. The first two gigabyte was at high speed and after that was not. And so that was good. So we were in connected. But what I find is the more you pay for your hotel, the less likely you are to get the free Wi-Fi. So and we were staying at like the Motel 6, the, you know, $50, $60 a night ones. And yep, free Wi-Fi, not a problem. When we stayed at the conference hotel, which ended up being like 400 Australian a night, there was a resort fee um, of $35 a day, which covered your internet and your coffee, right? So it's, and the same happens here in Australia. In terms of some of the cheapies, you'll get free Wi-Fi. But if you go to the big name guys, they're like, oh, yes, that's an extra $27 a minute, you know, or whatever it is. So that's a cool thing. But what I will say is the free Wi-Fi is brilliant. When you're traveling, what I would do is go, right, where are we heading tomorrow? Get it all on Google Maps, zoom in and sort of just scan it on the path. That loads the maps into memory. So then the next day when we're driving around, the GPS will show where I am and I've already got the maps loaded so I don't actually need to use any wireless or Wi-Fi or any yeah. mobile data for it. Yep. That's so, yeah, preloading your Google Maps is always a cracker. And just as a point of principle, I only use Google Maps. I don't use Apple Maps because it's rubbish. Okay. <laughs> like, but even I think I think that's a great idea. I'd never thought about that. But even worst case scenarios, taking just a screenshot of the map once you got it up, just in case. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I've done that because that's the other thing is nowadays when you're travelling and, you, and you, they say, oh, you must have a copy of your documents and stuff in case you lose your passport. Yeah. Or whatever. What I'll do is I'll take a photo of my passport and the credit card and any of the important stuff and stick it on the cloud. That way, if my phone gets stolen, the details aren't on it. Um, and I've got cloud access anywhere. If I go into the police station and say, hey, it's been stolen, here's a copy. Um, it just works. Nowadays, the cloud is so good for that kind of stuff. And having, you know, I preload all my flights and stuff into my diary so I can just open up my Google calendar and go, oh, it's this flight, this whatever, and away we go. Um, but I don't use TripIt. Some people rave about TripIt and how good it is to managing flights. Do any of you guys use TripIt? No, it's similar to you. And I'm surprised you even need to put anything into that Google stuff because it, it pretty much just watches you anyway and, and uh, takes a log of everything you're about to do and tells you anyway, doesn't it? Fantastic. It, it sort of knows when I've had food. It knows when I'm getting rid of food. It knows everything. Nice when you've been naughty. Knows when you've been nice. That's easy. We had an employee here who bought a new uh, Google uh, phone and uh, within about three weeks it had synced up his entire life that it started sharing on his work email the photo from his Facebook profile, which was him covered in butter. So um, <laughs> be wary of what Google will do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, there is that, um, that it's, it's very enmeshed. I, I, when I was talking about travel stuff with some of my colleagues in the States, they were talking about, I, I don't use Yelp, but they use Yelp a lot. Yeah. And in particular, they'll use it when they're traveling. So they go, well, where do I go for a meal? What's a decent place to go? And so they'll look at different recommendations. Do you guys use any services like that? Like there's, there's Yelp and Foursquare and blah, 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 blah. Uh, we use Yelp in America a bit, but not here, not at home. Yeah. And when I say home, I mean Australia, not in Australia. Because we know, we know people and we sort of, I think I'd rather just talk to someone and say, hey, coming to Perth, where do we go? Yeah. So. I know for us, we used um, Google Maps as a search so, because you can do some really good ge geographical searches, so we knew what side of town we wanted to be at. So you search for motel, uh, Indian restaurant, yeah. um, or whatever, and up up they come. And then typically that links with Google reviews, etc. 
So doing those kind of geo searches work really well, and particularly for the for the motels. Um, oh, this is the tip that has saved me significant money over the years. Yes. So um, here it comes. Are you ready for it? It's ready. one sentence. When you're travelling and you rock up to the to the hotel, ask the question: Do you have a corporate rate? Oh. In a recent trip, that saved me at least fifteen percent nearly everywhere we stayed. In America, yeah. In the states, yeah, yeah. That's right, Russ. It's like, oh, you're a corporate. You pay more. And there's one place we went to and said, "Hi, do you have a corporate rate?" And they said, "Yes." I said, "What do you need to do to be able to get the corporate rate?" And they said, "Ask for it." Can I have <laughs> the corporate rate? Yes, you can. And it's it's that simple. And and some when I'd say. Do you have a corporate rate? They said, oh, I'm not sure what you're talking about, but we'll give you 15% off. So it's like a very, very simple question to ask. I don't know what it's like here, but, and, and again, we were staying at the pretty cheapy kind of places that we're driving around. But I think it's that as we're running a business, typically a lot of these places will have a rack rate and then they'll have, like an airline, they've got 15 different racks they can offer. Mm. So now that, as you said before, you're a member of a club, Whip out some your whole stack of cards and go. Which one of these gives me the biggest discount? And you're just amazed about some of these discounts that you can get. Yeah, that, that's a. Can great I ask a question? Ask a question, though. Um, Claire, I mean, I, you guys travel to America, um, obviously a lot more than I do. Um, do they... We're incredibly wealthy and look down upon people. Who <laughs> <travel. laughs> you're shocking work. <laughs> Do they, does the cloud, is cloud score still something that's talked about? Like, do you guys ever like, ask what's your cloud score? Do you ever use it? Or even, is it even in a conversation anymore? It, you know, years ago, it was an issue. Like, if you traveled and you had a high cloud score, then you were, you know. Yeah, look, and, and I've milking. heard when, when Terry and Gina, Terry Brock and, and Gina Carr came into it, they were talking about how in the States, if you get a certain cloud score, you get discounts on things and it has an impact. I, it's never come up for me in conversation. Now, some of them were also saying that when they were booking for speakers, depending on their clout score, if it wasn't high enough, they wouldn't get the gig because they want people who are <laughs> Seriously, you know, there, there are some people that your clout score is under 60, no. Nah. So, you know, but I, it, it's never come up for me in any of the travelling I've ever done. I've never seen any evidence of it. No, yeah. me either. I mean, it was huge, you know, like every social media platform. Yeah, a few years ago. Goes, and then starts to fizzle down. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's like a lot of things, you know, with QR codes here in Australia, it kind of fizzles along and plods along. But a QR code in, in Asia, don't even use one. No, no, it's old. Mm. Hey, um, yeah. speaking of travelling internationally, where do you get your money? So when you're going for trying to get the best exchange rates, what sort of things do you do? I'm always speaking first. I'll leave it to Russell or Joe. I, I really, I, I get to an area where I can find there's a number of them within eyesight and then I just go boom, 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 go that one. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm not too fussed really either way. Um, you know, it was difficult at first to get around even the tipping system and how all that works with uh, gratuity. And, and like, it, was, it was really interesting to see the difference in service too, uh, going into different places where, you know, you could see the, the hope in their eyes like, oh, that's what a prostitute looks like. Yeah, it, was, it was very strange. There was like, I need to give good service to you, otherwise I'm not getting paid. Um, but at the same time, uh, what was uh, nice just even on that point, I'll come back to the money in a sec, uh, which was when I got home, 
there was a genuine to the service where I didn't feel that certainly not in the US. So it certainly is in Asia, but not not in the US. Yeah, I, I would agree. Just having come back, you could tell the difference. We went over the border to Canada. Huge difference, like in terms of genuine. We care about you. We're having fun. We enjoy our job versus a, a, a slow desperation. Um, you know, three, four, five bucks an hour, um, and they are desperate. Yeah. One of the things I had from um, when we used to live in the United Arab Emirates and we would send home regularly. So we were, you know, like every other expat money launderer. And um, and so we became club members of a lot of these, um, you know, exchanges and whatever. And so we got lots of discounts and that. And I've kept one of those cards. And so I can't even remember the name of the franchise. But, um, but uh you know, it's expired now, but I certainly used it in order to get just a couple of points, you know, off here, there, and the cost. Um, it depends on where I'm going as to where, whether or I'll, whether I'll exchange here or exchange there. I'll always leave with a little bit of currency. Yep. Um, and then um, go my hardest when I'm over there. We used to have a points linked to a credit card, but we've um, we've changed our uh, cards over just recently and because it, it just wasn't returning as, as much as we wanted it to and um i think it's just you know it costs money wherever you go just don't be don't be naive to that and that's the yeah. funny thing is like for example when we travel you go to europe or something you spend two and a half grand on an airfare and then get there and go oh i don't want to spend too much money it's like you've already spent two and a half grand while you're here enjoy it um i know i know for me in terms of exchanging getting good exchange rates my experience has been, um, unless I go to Sri Lanka, where, you know, the family have got, you must come to this one. He will give you the best. So there's always someone they've got. Um, when when I go anywhere else, I just take it out of an ATM. And what I find is that gives me one of the best exchange rates. Um, I don't have to worry about commissions and stuff. I think there's a, like a, typically there's a $5 fee, depending on who to bank you with you will then get a, a reduction or elimination of the fee. For example, um, I'm with one of the banks I'm with is Westpac. If I use Bank of America when I'm in the US or uh, Scotia Bank or something when I'm in Canada, I don't have to pay that fee um, and I just get the, the cash at a really good exchange rate. It also saves me carrying, you know, wads of cash around. Um, but as, yeah. as you say, Sally, you know, whatever I bring home, and so, you know, I've got a couple of little bags of different currencies so that next time I go, uh, for example, we went to the States and for whatever reason, we had like a couple hundred bucks. Um, so it was free money for us. We've already got this. Let's go, you know, and everything else yeah. is sort of on the credit card. And it's just, I think there's a level of reassurance that if you've got just a little bit of currency before you leave, you know, you never know what's going to happen once you check out of the airport with your bag. Yeah. So just to be on that safe side, even if it's about, you know, you, you give someone $5 just use their cell phone, mobile phone, you know, worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. actually on that, on that point before, Warwick, where you talked about the free, uh, the, sorry, the fee or the commission, Yes. Uh, in some cases um, they don't declare that at the start. Yeah. So, like, for instance, if you're looking at all these different rates, you might go to the one that appears that's got the right rate and then you're paying a, a higher commission on that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's on your total costs up front and, and some of the, depending on where you go, some of the, the currency traders... May will be less than reputable, for want of a more favourable term. <laughs> Gee, whatever do you mean? Yeah. Hey, uh, what about insurance? Do you guys do the whole insurance thing? Yes, especially for America. So, so what, hands down, 
always for America. So as a, as a, a corporate person, do you get, I know some people get like an annual global insurance, just pay whatever it is and there we go. Or what sort of, what sort of insurance do you do? I have found for, for what I do, it's much cheaper to just pay for the days. Yeah. Um, it's my own health insurance. Uh, and I've also, because we uh, have now got that relationship with, they used to be called Palmy Gallagher. Um, I, I put out a little uh, message to say, could the board also have a chat with Gallagher about any travel insurance arrangements that could happen? It seems right. that we're getting professional indemnity with them. Yep. Um, but I'll only pay for the days I'm travelling. I'll always pay for America. Um, I have forgotten to pay for a couple other places in the past. But it's, it's you know, for, for $80 here, $20 there, you know, maybe 150 for America, um, or it's probably not even that much. To me, I'd rather do that than a global thing when the gigs aren't confirmed. You just don't know. Yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah, I, uh, internationally, I do it uh, as you know, as I travel um, locally or at least interstate. Um, uh, ANZ look after some of that. Uh, one good tip um, is for equipment. Um, if you've got a uh, insurance on certain equipments right across Australia, you can get marine insurance. Now, marine insurance uh, will cover you for any vehicle, uh, which is a very good way of looking at it. So you know, rather than getting uh, auto insurance or something that covers contents, you can get marine insurance, which covers you for any vehicle. So that's okay. a good one. Cool. And um, it's, it's like a third of the, like not even a third of the price. Yeah. Joe's asked, do we have insurance to protect against cancellation expenses? Do you guys have that? Um, I have had that on international flights when I've had to pay up front, uh, yep. but that's normally um, that's normally that little tick of the box that you pay a little bit extra for on the yeah. airline flight. Um, but it's also built into my agreement to engage with a client. That's where I cover that insurance. And I'm the same, you know. So if I'm going overseas or even travelling to speak, they're paying for it. Um, I'll give a recommended flight, but I get them to book it as well. Um, and and that covers a whole lot of that stuff. Um, one of the things I do, sorry. I was just saying my experience going to the UAE, um, and even though I lived there for five years and I love that region, I will never pay. They must book it. They must pay for it. They must send me the ticket, and they also must um, send me the hotel booking. There's a little yep. side of tip for you. <laughs> and it is, it's like, you know, culturally there's different things that you need to be aware of and I think there's been far too many scams out there for speakers who who rock up and find the event cancelled and um, they're lumbered with a bill. So yeah. I, um, one of the things I do for insurance is that um, we've got, uh, because of our home loan and stuff, we've got platinum cards with, with our bank and with my business I also have a platinum card and so therefore there's a lot of insurance that goes with the credit card yeah. and after examining the insurance that comes with it and actually works out that it's actually quite it's quite um it's actually quite a, a good insurance program so for example when i went to the states as long as i paid for the airfare and the accommodation over 50 percent of the airfare and the accommodation expenses on that credit card mm. we were covered um and so you know i paid for all the airfares and all the accommodation um and that also covers things like your uh, travel insurance for um, rental cars. So if you're in a prang, it'll cover any of the, the initial bit that you've got to pay. So, but again, you've got to look at, you know, asterisks, not an insurance advisor. Please make sure you speak to your insurance advisor before making a decision about your insurance needs. Personal situations may differ. And uh, but PDS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please <laughs> refer to the PDS or full description. 
So, but it is about, you know, making a decision and looking at uh, what's going to really work the best for you. Hey, uh, here's an interesting story. And, and uh, um, I uh, saw this on, um, I'll name the young lady because she's put it on Facebook, Claire Edwards, who is an Australian but is currently living in the UK. Yep. She recently did a gig and was very excited about it and had a gig the next day and she jumped in the car and drove to the next place to the little town that she ended up in unpacked all the stuff, only discovered that her outfit for the next day was in the wardrobe at the place five hours' drive away. And she got there after 7 o'clock in a small town. There were no stores open, that kind of stuff. Um, has anything like that ever happened for you while travelling where a key bit of equipment, a key bit of your outfit, a key bit of something isn't there? And if so, what did you do with it? Russell, you want to jump in? Well, I, I, all I can say is I've learnt from that. Um, it, like, I'm, I'm like a fly by the seat of my pants type guy, or I used to be when it came to travel. Like I can travel light, get there, get what I need, buy shoes if I need to, do all those sort of things. Um, uh, but I've stopped doing that now <laughs> and have become a bit more professional about things um, because you know, it might just be a cord. It could be just like a connector to a computer. And and you go to some big conference and there's like they don't have the connection for your Apple. Um, uh, I, I now lay all those things out. You know, I don't go to the point of actually making a list, but so, sometimes I do. Uh, but I lay these things out and go, all right, what else am I going to actually need to run the presentation? I think that's the biggest thing uh, for me. And so I've, I've started doing that in far more of a, a systemized approach. Uh, to give you one other example is uh, banners are a good one. So it's not like you. Something happened at a recent <laughs> traveling, but it could just be interstate, or it could be within your same state. Just saying, and you're traveling two hours to the event. You think that the right banner is in the right case, and you arrive at the event, and you find, oh, that's not our banner, that's my banner. And uh, and sometimes you just need to make sure what banner is inside the case. So that's one of the things I do is I open up everything, including. Uh, even though, as you said before, with the cloud, obviously you make sure a, a version of your presentation's there, it's on a USB, it's on the computer you've got, but I always check the computer I've got that it is on that computer uh, yep. before leaving. That's always a, yeah. always a must. Yeah. I'm, I'm similar to you, Russell. I've got 18 versions of the presentation across all parts of the globe just to be on a, you know, if I am using PowerPoint. But also um, one of the things I do as soon as I check into the hotel is I actually, and this links to how I sort my wardrobe I hang everything up that I'm going to wear I lay it all out and get really quite anal retentive about it all and then sort it all out and get clear about what I've got to do next and um, I may even if it's a multiple day you know I'm away for a couple of days then I actually now this is telling too much I actually repack my bag according to the days because normally when I'm leaving Australia just shove 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 get it in pack it down I'll sort it out when I get there um, the usual formation for this household is my husband says, be at the front door at 10 a.m. Because <laughs> um, he knows what I'm like. But it's it's a case of then once I'm in that room, I then turn into some little regimented soldier and get it all very, very ordered and, and sorted. I luckily haven't left anything behind yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking I know for of me, up with a um, uh, a little rhyme or something uh, like Samuel L. Jackson in that uh, long kiss goodnight where he goes, na 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 na, got my phone in my right hand, na 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 na, kiss it on my left. Yeah, 
I think we can go with something like that, but everything keeps getting added. We always add one more piece each time. So. This is my rifle. This is my, you know, this is my PowerPoint. This is my book. This is my cord and this is my, you know, that whatever that movie is. I, I know for me, um, I, I'm a, I'm a systemised kind of person. So I have, for example, I have what I call my beauty bag, which has spare contact lenses, all this stuff. It's all good to go. And when I travel, the first thing I do when I get back is reload it. So all I've got to do is just grab it. The same with my laptop bag. I've got a system of certain cables are always live in the laptop bag. So even when I take my laptop out to work on it, I have other cables here on my desk, but that's my travelling one. So I have this sort of system. In the same way that when I rock up somewhere like yourself, Sally, I can I hate living out of a suitcase. I loathe it. And so therefore, the first thing I do is completely unpack and use the drawer. I'm one of the freaks who actually use the drawers in hotels to you know set it up, and it just. Again, I have this process. So when I'm packing, you know, because my my wardrobe has a process of, okay, what am I taking off that shelf? What am I taking off that shelf? So I'm actually working through it to make sure that I've, I've got everything that I need, as well as thinking a day at a time, what are the different events that, that we're going to and what shirts are doing what. Is and- there anything you take that um, you probably don't need to take, but it's sort of like a guilty pleasure? You've got, you've got to make sure that this is in the bag. You don't really need it. But um... I know one of the things that I take is uh, I've got a USB with a couple of uh, digital copies of um, educational videos, <laughs> shall we say? Oh, okay. uh, no, uh, downloaded movies that um, I'll take just so that, you know, if I just need to chill out, I can just watch it. But sometimes, you know, so many of the hotels, it, it never plays. But sometimes I'll just take it with me just in case. Sally? I'm just trying to think. What do I? My husband will probably list you about thirty things. Um, right now, she. But they're all necessary, right? What's that? Right but those thirty <laughs> things are all necessary. <laughs> in your probably book. at the time, yeah. Justify every single one of them. I am trying to think. I'm like, I, I know I'm not innocent, but I'm just trying to think right now. What would I take? Well, I could take a uh, a razor that's probably about this size. Yeah. But because of brand. <laughs> I take a set of clippers because when I use the clippers, they give me just the right length stubble. Fantastic. That's so cool. How's that? That's that's great. One well, must have one stubble working I'm well. opening up far too much on this blab. No, it's, good. it's all good. I, I, I think maybe, okay, from, a, from my perspective, I guess, my guilty pleasure is taking way too much makeup that I don't even need. And the stupid thing is, this is telling everybody, this is telling Sally Secrets now. When I go <laughs> shopping for makeup, I actually buy makeup that you put it, you buy by like the one eyeshadow colour and you put it in a little compact thing. And so I have fairly, you know, according to my brand, you know, I'll buy colours of makeup that go with the clothes that are part of my brand. But I take that take that in my luggage, but I'll take the seventeen other eyeshadows, the four mascaras, the three hundred lipsticks, the seven thousand lip liners. So that's probably the biggest ridiculous overpack over guilty pleasure I'll take. That's great. And again, it depends on what you're going to. I know for more social things, I like to just throw in cards against humanity um, because that is such a good thing to do. Um, but less used for business trips. So, you know, but it is what it is. Hey, um, here's another tip that um, that I like to use whenever I'm traveling, particularly international, is I love to have a shower in the lounge. So if I'm going somewhere that's got to stop over in Singapore or LA or whatever, 
I nearly always I'll take always take second pair of undergarments and maybe in a fresh shirt so that I can have a after particularly when you've done like a 13 hour leg or yeah. a 10 hour leg it's great to just stop and fresh now some people will say oh yeah but I'm not a member of a lounge fear not because there are ways you can get access um, if you have an American Express card or a credit card with American Express some of the benefits are that you get one or two uh, accesses for free to it. There is a chain of lounges that are not airline connected. Um, or some of them, like um, Delta, I think if you've got Amex, you can pay 28 bucks and get access to the lounge. Um, and um, uh, so, so, and some like in you know, a Qantas Club, I think you can just pay to join Qantas Club, which then give you some reciprocal rights, different places. Um, so yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the lounges. Um, and I also like, you know, because we fly so much, typically we are going to be at a, a level, be it gold, platinum, whatever it is with an airline. Man, that makes a big difference. You know, just like not having to wait in queues to board, not having to wait in queues to check your stuff in. Um, so there is something to be said for loyalty to an airline to get that particular benefit. Um, one of the issues with Virgin, because um, I fly Virgin most of the time, is that the airline, they're not part of like Star Alliance or anything. They've got individual agreements and their systems don't talk to each other. So I'm a platinum member of Virgin, but when I was flying Delta, they didn't give a stuff whether I lived or died. Um, you know, in so whereas I know once yeah. before when I was Emerald or something with Qantas, when I'd fly American Airlines, they still respected that and was early boarding and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, and, and Virgin here in Australia, you can, if you not even a member of their club, but you've got a Virgin card, whatever it is, um, yeah. you can pay on the day and use their... Yeah. And it's only like 5 or 10 bucks or something. It's not a massive amount. Uh, it's a bit more than that. I think it was... I think 20? I paid 50. Okay. But, you know, it was worth it because I had, I had hours due to a yeah. change of meetings and stuff. I had hours, so it was awesome to be in there. Um, yeah. You know, I had the same experience except um, in America... I, we paid to use Delta and we just basically handed money over for no reason. The Delta lounge at LAX, keep walking, people, just keep walking. Uh, it's, how long ago was that for you? Oh, that, was the, that was the DC trip last year. Really? Yeah. Oh, whereas I found it was okay and I still used it again, so. Um, Maybe there's another Delta lounge that I don't know about. <laughs> shoppers. So, all right. Hey, we might wrap this up because um, I think we've covered quite a lot and there's been some good stuff. What's one last one last travel tip that you want to uh, hand off to the world? When you are packing your suitcase, put everything on the bed or on the bench or wherever beside the suitcase and then take out at least one outfit and put it back in your cupboard. Less and, is more. And, and take out half the makeup. <laughs> we, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take that one on uh, from now on. I always put too much makeup in the bag. Yeah. Um, saving in the trimming, mate. Absolutely, very pretty. And um, look after yourself. Look after yourself when you're going there because your clients paid for this. Yeah. You know your gig. Sorry, I interrupted you and jumped in on you, Russell. The the gig starts. You know, before you actually stand in the room, you know that. So yeah. remember that. Even though you can get wrapped up in the excitement of being on a plane, free food, free booze, free movies, whatever, you're working. And so look after yourself in order to deliver the best. 
Cool. Yeah, and I, I guess um, uh, on that point, um, obviously, if you can, get there the day before so, so you can give yourself that time to prepare and decompress before you actually have to perform. That would be my number one. Yeah. Um, my thing is give yourself a couple of days after you get back. Um, I've just come back from a month in the States and it took me ages to just um, – and it wasn't so much jet lag, but it's because a little bit of it was um, work and a little bit was sort of holiday. It was just to get back into the scheme of things. So having a couple of days was pretty cool. Um, and I'm a big fan of rush to wait. Um you know, so if I'm going for an air- airline, I'll get there early. If I'm yeah. going to, and it's paid off so many times, like the time I got a flat tire on the way to the airport because a big chunk of steel ripped through it. That was fun. Um, but, hey, 12-minute tire change at the airport on time, white shirt and everything, but got it all sorted. So, now, uh, before we go, Joe, do you have a blab on after this? I think I saw something, I but it might be next week. Jump on. Tell us about it. Go, yeah, Joe. Uh, Joe? In 10 minutes. Preparing for it in 10 minutes, but uh, I thought that this audience would find it um, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think I've subscribed. <laughs> yeah. oh, by the way, I subscribed to both of these uh, live events, Warwick, because there were two. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> so someone's sitting somewhere going, when's Warwick getting here? Yeah, yeah. And Joe's not coming on. She's pulsing, though, which sounds... She has one on, so she's trying to... I'm going to kick you out again and then see if you can come back in again. Yeah, go and prepare your yeah. one and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll visit you shortly. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Big blab day. Oh, we, love, we love a blab. So, um, uh, <laughs> all right. Something's not happening. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> wow. Hey, um, this has been recorded. It's going to be on the Get More Speaker Success website, getmorespeakersuccess.com. So anyone who's watching, you want to look at some of the back issues. We've got a few there, except for the one I forgot to press record on. Um, And uh, every month we will have a conversation about speaking tips to get more speaker success. Hey, thanks, guys, for coming on board. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Can I just add, Joe? Joe's added a tip that she packs a spare outfit in her backpack in case things get lost. So that's a mother-in-law tip, just in case things are lost. So there you go. Very good. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being here. Bye.